Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. And the new normal is just me and Josh for the time being. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good. The Reds have won another trophy. Another one. Another one. And Chelsea on penalties again. And, and yeah. It's really, it's really funny. It's really funny. Well, yeah, you can say it's really funny, but, uh, you know, the anxiety and... I don't think, like... Oh, at the time it wasn't funny. I'd like to start a COVID because of, obviously, you know, like, hands, face, space and all that stuff. I um, stopped biting my nails. Mm, same. So, but I've found that instead of biting my nails, I'm not biting the skin around my nails when right. I get, like, anxiety and stuff. So, like, I'm in, I'm in pain in more ways than one <laughs> after mm. the weekend. So... Um. Yeah. Well, I, I think once I got back on the coach, I just I, I was out for for the coach journey. Um. I don't. I, I don't drink much. So, mm. if you don't drink or stuff like that, um, we were out from like six o'clock in the morning. Well, I was up at half four to leave at six o'clock in the morning. So it was near enough for twenty four hour day. I was completely and utterly destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it isn't. It's great, obviously, going to finals and things, but it would have been nice to win it in ninety minutes for you. Well, yeah, yeah. It's um, just one of them Diaz Kales would have done, to be honest. Oh, he's one on one. He should have scored the one on one. Um, I don't know. I like the I like the goalkeeper, to be honest. But he was really good in the Carabao Cup as well. But I think it was a bit of a reverse of the Carabao. I think they deserved the Carabao Cup final a bit more than we did. But I think yeah. we quite clearly deserve this one. Although if you do watch the, the BBC highlights of the game, it makes it look very lopsided. They didn't uh, have any. They didn't really do anything apart from you know create decent openings. Well, never really uh, put us under any pressure. We did a bit of what City do, where we 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 did like quite a few cutbacks and stuff that we didn't really get on the ends of, but. Like people kind of classify it as a chance, and it's like it's not because nobody got a touch on the ball. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like perceived as a chance. But if you actually look at the expected goals as well, which obviously doesn't count stuff like that, we still were quite clearly the better team. Um, it was weird because it felt like Chelsea kind of settled for a draw past the hour mark, and mm. it was like it's it, it's a cup final. What are you doing? I mean, I'm I'm used to seeing teams kind of settle for things recently against us. Obviously, we had the conversation against Tottenham last week. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't think they have the mental, the capacity, the capacity to do anything yeah. at the moment. Yeah, say, it wouldn't. I honestly, would not surprise me if Tuchel leaves in the summer. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as saying I think he'll leave. However, with the kind of upheaval behind the scenes and here, and I don't think. I think the the Christensen thing is being pushed from a club perspective in in the press, but hearing about that stuff behind the scenes and it's weird substitutions. Like I think that was he was making a very marked point to whoever with those substitutions. I mean, the Loftus Cheek Barkley one was absolutely oh, bizarre. Would, yeah, I mean to be fair, Barkley did what he was brought on to do. And then scored his penalty pretty well, but yeah, that was 
I, I, when that happened, I thought we'd done it. I thought we were going to do it. Like I was very confident because it just sums up. He, he just does weird things. Yeah, it's the small water bottle syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's that. Managers with small water bottles against Liverpool crumble. Yeah, hang on, sorry, I'm just just small water bottle. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I've 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 just you know, got the, got the episode title. Um, but yeah, no, he's um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think we said this last time, but like when we when we had the podcast going, I, this was like what two years ago now. Mm. Like he was always a bit of a and figured that we would poke fun at because he's just a bit bizarre and he's like he is like mm. a bit of a fucking he's like a bit of a caricature and he like he's yeah. like this weird German fucking robot figure and as much as Klopp's probably a German caricature in one way, like I think Tuchel's this German caricature in a bit of another way where it's like. This super efficient kind of robotic, I don't have any feelings kind of guy. Unless you know we save a penalty. Well, did you see the? Shot. Did you see the thing Timo Werner was saying about him before? Basically, calls him incredibly cold and boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and compare them to Klopp, and was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like you're just gagging for the Klopp, or guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a man who re- regrets 2019. The summer of 2019. He's a fool, like uh, he's a fool for not taking it. I mean, we ended up with Jota, so it was all right in the end. Um, mm. yeah, he's he's and uh, I, I didn't come on, did he? I'll still take him. I, I, I will die on this hill. I, I, I would still. He's take only him. he's only 25, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, like I think. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, Salah came and he, he had that season where he had. You know that ridiculous output, um, but he's he, he did have a bit of that kind of you know good position, bad finishing kind of syndrome. It's a bit similar to Raheem Sterling as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You know, I I don't know whether it's just that what, what he's one of those players that's kind of tantalisingly close to being, you know, something that he'll he, never he, become. Or he just needs the um. He needs the setup to just completely suit him, and it, it doesn't at Chelsea. It just really doesn't. I don't think that setup suits any of the attackers at Chelsea. Like. No. Well, how many defenders do they play? Well, he's 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 like he's a bit like Nagelsmann, like these new breed of managers that they want to like strangle games systematically, and I just hate it. It's, it's I hate it. I don't like it at all. Um, it's not even like. It's not even like a Catanatio way. It's like just fucking sterile possession as well. Yeah, but it's just boring them. It is just a boring, suffocating game where there's yeah. no freedom. It's all about discipline. I'm sorry to be really unprofessional yet, right? But I'm going to have to go and close my window because we're in the middle of a fucking storm. Oh, or whatever really? reason. Oh, yeah. we're, nice. we're nice and I would say sunny. It was sunny for about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, hang on one second. You can, you can keep the listeners there. Um... Entertained. Oh so, dear. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I thought we were very professional on on Saturday. We uh, showed a real. Thought we were the big boys on Saturday for once in a final. Um. I don't know if this is entertaining for you. I'm just trying to you know fill time here. Um. But yeah, it was it was lovely of.
of Yeah, maybe, but at the end of the day, it's in City's hands. It's not off at the moment. Mm. Oh. What are we saying? First, we were only in the Europa League because of what he inherited. Yeah. Should we wait? Maybe we should. Should kind of stuff put on the back of the net, and that's all that really matters. Because if you don't do that, you can have as much expect to go as much shot as humanly possible, but you're still at that neutral kind of state on the scoreline. Well, I think if Diaz scores his chance in the first half, it's a completely different game. And I think we run a couple past them. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah, just frustrating because we, so we obviously set up for that first half an hour to just get the goal. But and we did be, everything. But... To be completely honest, I think the Jota chances are probably better chances than the Diaz one. As I said, I, I, I like the goalkeeping on the Diaz chance. And he actually does... I think Diaz does a fairly decent job of kind of tricking Mendy. Yeah. Um, he does, but he, he does, he does he the Salah thing, doesn't he? Like... He does the Salah thing of just Salah does that. He rolls in the near post, near, near post. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought, I, th- I thought the Robertson chance is probably the biggest one. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know whether you know, obviously there's different perspectives from in the stadium and on TV, but at the time, it really did feel like it just he just didn't have the time to react, really. It took a deflection and he kind of had to adjust, I guess. I think if he does well enough to hit the post, he can do enough to score. Did he hit the post? I don't even know what he hit yeah. the post. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Well, that's new to me. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the Jota chances were the ones, but it's kind of, I feel like you can probably have those games with Jota where, you know, everything just turns that. to goals. And... I can't even remember his chances. The Jota ones? Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the second one where he hits the post is... He gets any any contact with his foot. Um, it's a it's a, it's a goal, but he just he just doesn't. He shins it against the post. And the one in the first half, if he gets I over, thought the that was, I thought that was Robertson. 
No, no. Robertson. Um, Where Robertson at the post. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly similar chance, but he, he kind of goes to head it and then goes to kick it when it takes a bit of a deflection, I think. I swear that Robertson one is the Jota one you're on about. It it was a million percent Jota that yeah, smashed well, the post. I was not paying attention. Yeah, God, yeah that is that there. is the chance. That is the chance. Yeah, that was the chance. I mean, you've got the one in the first half as well where he gets anything over it and it's a goal. Um, mm. And that probably completely demoralises them and changes the game plan going into the second half. But... Alas, we didn't, and once again it went to penalties where Allison saved a fucking penalty. I know. It's unbelievable. Although and he did it was a, a I... hell of a fucking save as well. Like... And he also has to get back up for the spin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, does, he did the thing I really... The one thing I really don't like about goalkeepers is when they celebrate a, an opposition missing. Um, when Asbrook hit the post, it was almost like Allison had saved it, the way he reacted. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a pretty telegraph penalty by Mount, but you're still going to save it. Um, this record at Wembley is absolutely hideous. Yeah, just don't, just take him off. He should have, I would have took Henderson off. off. Like, I I was not looking forward to the, to to Henderson potentially taking the penalty because he is honestly the worst penalty taker I have ever (laughs) seen in my life. I would stayed, honestly he, put Allison ahead of him in the pack and he, he stayed on, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, it says a lot. I think he might have took it after. I think he might have took it after Simicasters. Yeah. Thank God I didn't get that for. Oh, he missed one for England, didn't he, when he got knocked out? Yeah. Was it against Iceland? Uh, Colombia, he, he missed. Colombia. Man, he, he just doesn't have the technique to take them. Like, he, he, he just he puts them, everything. And he puts them at the perfect height for a keeper as well. Yeah, that, there is um, that sweet spot, isn't there, for a goalkeeper? I think. Uh, you know what? One was telegraphed. Ziyech is was telegraphed because he was yeah. clearly going to go across himself for whatever reason. He does. He does everything way. though, doesn't he? Or did he go the other way? Yeah, he goes across himself with everything. But that's why it was yeah. pretty obvious, and that's what Mendy must have thought that Simakas was going to do as well because he went yeah. the other way. Well, that's what I think. Because it's really weird. The natural angle for a left footer always seems to be the opposite to what's natural for a right. Like going, you know, opening your body up. Seems yeah, like it, it does seem a, a right bit more footer. natural for a right footer to open the body up a bit more. Yeah. I don't know why. So it's strange. It's strange how um, the physics of it works. But I thought we, we took some really good penalties again. I mean, our worst the penalties were was the really one. good. Yeah. It was so casual as well. Although Martin Tyler called it Penenka, which I don't what? really get. He did he did hit it with a bit of like pizzazz. Mm. But you know, like it wasn't really a Penenka. Just a, it was just a pass. Yeah, it was kinda like the jo- like what Jorginho's are made out to be. <laughs> like... Did you know did you notice Jorginho changed his um Oh yeah, because he's missed quite a pop. few. Yeah. Alison well, saved one, didn't he? I thought um I thought even like when he did send Mendy the, the other way, like he rubbed salt in the wound by hitting the post as well and putting it in off the post. Like it's just as perfect well, you, penalty as you're going to get. It's completely unsavable. Yeah. Like, Which is just. It was it was a very Thiago penalty. Um, we didn't have Van Zyke to absolutely twat it this time. 
Mendy. Who else do we have? Firmino's were brilliant. He sent Mendy to the floor first for like half a second, and it just meant he couldn't reach it because he get he gets a finger to it. Yeah, Firmino's um, was a bit of a piss take as well. Like. Yeah, I think Milner's was the only one that I thought was a little bit. Mendy gets a good hand to it and pushes it into the. Yeah, it was a bit similar to um, Canate's one. Yeah. In the, the Carabao final. But well, how many penalties do we have? What? We've we've taken 17 penalties and scored 16 or whatever it is. Well, that may, means that Chelsea have lost penalty shootouts to our first, second and third choice goalkeepers in recent years. <laughs> so. I think they'll you know, be sick of the sight of. I think they should whole, just shake hands and. Shake hands and accept. Well, that, that's what made it even more bizarre that they seemed fairly happy to go to penalties, though. They're probably banking on it, it can't happen again. Narrative. Oh, but like, you know. And obviously, we've had that, um, that thread on Twitter that hmm. delves into the psychological aspect of things, which it that's does have a, a bit really of... polite way of putting it. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. It, it does have a bit of credence because the club does actually have. Psychology experts that they consult with before potential I'll take, penalty shootouts. I'll take the point. I'll take the point that Chelsea looked rushed and they looked like they didn't know what they wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, no, he he made pretty valid points in what he was saying, and uh, obviously it probably does have these psychological effects. How much that actually affects penalties, I don't know. But uh, as as I said when I quote tweeted it, like Chelsea's tactics when it comes to penalties is literally just like delay the taker and pray. Pretty much, like Kepa did it and uh, Mendy did it in this. I mean, Sadio Mane's walk up to the penalty was so slow, and Mendy was still like at the edge of the 18 yard box by the time Sadio got to the penalty spot. It was like he had absolutely no need to still be there. Um, but uh, they've they've done it in the past as well, Chelsea, because they've had situations where they've given the ball off to other players to not have that player crowded before they take penalties and stuff like that. So they obviously do put thought into it, but obviously not enough. You know, the um, the marginal gains, Reds once again. Reign and Supreme. We, it's just what it's what we do. It's just what it's we do. It's kind of that no stone left unturned. I mean, after we've had a couple of injuries, there's reports now that we've gone back to get um, Peter Runnemark, is it? Yeah, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Or am I getting them mixed up with Thomas Grunemark? <laughs> I think I am. Um, anyway, he's the, the German guy. It's been sped guy. up, hasn't it? It's been yeah, sped up. The German dude we had a few years ago that left. Is, um, he, the, is he the chief juicer? He yeah. might be chief juicer because apparently he has a very good relationship with Mo Salah, uh, amongst right. others. Is it How many inhalers has he got in his bag? <laughs> Just a big asthma bag. <laughs> so yes. But um, so yeah, Chris Morgan's gonna have some company for the rest of the season. Good, going into the Champions League final because it was getting a bit alarming the amount of play. But I mean, I, I say that, but like you know, they have been to be fair. Salah, Salah, yeah. I mean, Salah and Van Dijk picking pick up muscle injuries. If I, if you were to ask me, the two who would pick up an injury like that at the end of the game with the amount of football they've played is them two. So it's not a complete, you know, freakish. Incident and by all accounts, they they could probably both play against Wolves, I think, but probably I don't know, it depends on what happens tomorrow. 
Um, I, think, I think the performance of Matip and Canate was pretty reassuring, though. Oh, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine because it's purely physical with Wolves, isn't it? With it's like dealing with Jimenez. Um, so I think they'll be they'll be fine if they have to um, if they have to play the last two. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be worried at all. Yeah. So yeah, the Reds won once again. Tommy tactics was left in tears once again, and um, Chelsea fans went home in tears once again, which is a lovely thing to bear witness to. Obviously, that that by the way, just just a quick one on the the atmosphere. At the end of it, like that was the most fucking crazy bit of like I I mean in in terms of pure like sheer fucking joy and emotion at not an beat Barcelona yeah in the semi final but in terms of just like fucking absurdity and the amount of like pyro and stuff like that it was just oh the pick oh, it, it looks it looks fucking mental at the end like we. <laughs> We just seem to have like a, a a patch of lads just with yeah all kinds of pyro next to us. So like we didn't actually see that much of it because we were just in like red smoke. So we actually couldn't really see much. But um, yeah, the, the, some of the photos that have come out of it and stuff like that are just absolutely crazy. I've I've never seen anything like that in England and well ever to be completely honest. Like. God we knows know what the Champions to, League um, is going to be like. Yeah, well, there's only eighteen thousand of them, or whatever. Well, be to be fair, I mean, I, I, I tweeted. I was, I was absolutely rattled getting into the ground. It was ridiculous getting into the ground, um, which doesn't seem to have been reported at all, which is a bit unsettling because that really did need to be looked into. Um, there was just absolutely no organisation outside the ground at all, no queues like the the queues bent mm. so you ended up with just like a, a whole like just clump of people try, then getting kind of pigeonholed into, into these um, small tents, I mean the tents that in Wembley as well are fucking horrible enough as it is, never mind with, with this going on, it was just you just had people stood at the side doing absolutely fuck all you may as well have not been there. Um, and then you've got, of course, the idiots amongst our own fans who, you know, as much as I understand people go and try to look bunking and stuff like that, like, fuck me, stop rushing people, stop pushing people, stop screaming yeah. at people. Like, I, I had lads behind me telling us to worry the fuck up. And it was, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? What good's that going to achieve? Exactly. Um, you know, I could see people who I was with who had been at Hillsborough and stuff like that getting fucking visibly triggered and stuff like that. It just was not nice at all. So, yeah, um, that really needs to be addressed. Um, but, yeah, that was the only kind of bad mark on what was a pretty fucking jubilant day, to be honest. And... We could have another week of jubilance, I guess, coming up with yeah. Southampton tomorrow as we're recording this. And if we win that, it goes into the final day once again, where I'm sure we're going to get brightened, but you've always got that. Once again, Wolves at home. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking it's definitely going to... Villa are going to up at some point in that, that game. And do exactly what Brighton did to us. 
can't remember how long Brighton led for, but it can't have been longer than two minutes. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite nice though that because obviously that season we obviously had the Champions League as well. Great, we're going into this having won two things already. So the it's not all or nothing going into Sunday. I've said before the position we got ourselves in. Uh, or pulled ourselves back to kind of makes this the pressure's off. We've done a great job to take it as far as we have. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'd be really, I'd be really, um, not struggling with it, but I wouldn't be too happy if we had the final against City the next week. Um, because then potentially having a week of beating us to two things would have been just awful. So with that respect, we're not under pressure there. They're not going to win anything more than on Sunday. Yeah, it'd be great if we win it. I mean, and there's a chance. Don't want to say there's no chance whatsoever. Thirteen percent chance, according to yes. five threes. <laughs> but it was it was what three before before the West Ham result. It was something was like it? three three percent or something like three? that. Really? I think th- I think the quadruples. Yeah, Premier League's thirteen, quadruples nine or something. Sent that we win it. But three, really three. Something, yeah, before well, they had to go away to West Ham, and we had to well, go away to Southampton. That's bizarre. To be fair, watching the game, well, I say watching the game, following the game, West Ham were pretty fortunate to draw two two. I mean, yeah, did you see the goals that they scored though? Yeah, and like, but City know they that they have to win as well. Um, which we all know what happens when Pep Guardiola needs a win. Um, some very, very weird and wonderful things happen. So it'll be interesting to see Aston Villa's team on Thursday. That Gerard was um, single. It, give, it, it gives actually, it, it actually gives Gerard the perfect excuse to rest half the team against Burnley yeah. and you know put Everton in the relegation scrap. <laughs> Gerard's <laughs> loving this, isn't he? Absolutely, he is. That. He is because he is. He, 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 I mean, he had the re- reputation as a bit of Stevie May. Yeah. And it is all about Gerard going into this last week. It's like everything, like relegation, the the title, especially from like a Liverpool perspective as well. It's yeah, but it, it I think we we were saying last week, weren't we? Like it sets up that thing of at, at Villa. If you really want to impress Stephen Gerrard, that yeah, is the game, the game you want to impress. Like that is the game. Like, and he's talked that, a lot. A lot about you know the summer. There's been a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. on the summer. He did at Rangers as well. Until, so, until he, he moulded his own kind of squad. But this is if you want to be part of that squad, this is your chance. And there's quite a few ex Liverpool players in the squad as well. You've got obviously Ings, who seems to be like on the cusp of exploding into the goals again. Like the yeah. amount of chances that guy's missed recently is unbelievable. Uh, obviously, you've got Coutinho, who's capable of well, moments of magic. Um, so, you know, I think we couldn't ask other than one of the top six teams, and even then, you know, you've got your your Uniteds and your Arsenal's and stuff. It would just kind of get rolled over by City. But I think out of all of the teams in the league. Aston Villa are probably one of the best teams to play City on the last day at the Etihad. If you were asking for any teams to play them at the Etihad, because they just won't rest on the laurels, I don't think. 
Well, they've got nothing to lose. Villa are, are in a position where they, as we've said, they have to go out and prove themselves to the manager. They aren't going to be negatively impacted if, if they... There's no, they don't have a reason to go and just hunker down and defend. Uh, and that be the only thing they do. It's the last game of the season, which whatever you say, I think mentally that is a big thing, uh, you know, a bit of a send-off sort of thing. Um, but also, I think professional footballers love having a little say in something. They will, they will love that they are the ones that are potentially deciding the title race. And so will Wolves. I think we can't really uh, look and past Southampton. that. And Southampton. They, they've got that as well. We can't just say this is a a single-edged sword it's not it's going to be going to be the same for us but i think we've got a squad that is built to that reacts better to adversity than manchester city does um we've we've seen before city are so robotic they're so drilled they lack all sort of personality about them that when things start to go wrong they go wrong and they find they, I mean, they did really well to wrestle it back on on Sunday. Fair enough, but they still drop points, and it's the same this weekend. If they drop points, there's a very strong chance it loses in the league. Um, so there's a lot. There's a combination. There's a lot of storylines, a lot of subplots. It's just, I think it's going to be much more fun though on Sunday. I mean, we, we, we're talking like beating Southampton. We've got to beat Southampton first, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna and say it's going to be a it's going to be a really rotated side. But I mean, all all we can do is talk hypotheticals because we don't have the benefit of hindsight. So like, there's not. Well, that's it. We're can. not we're not recording again before Sunday, so we've got to talk about what happens if when if we don't beat Southampton. Then I hope the under twenty threes have a wonderful time on Sunday. And Amino just suffers shit. To be fair, I, I wouldn't mind Tyler seeing. Morton. I wouldn't mind seeing a strongish squad on on Sunday. Whatever happens, because we always play better when we've had, you know, a good solid run of games. Six days is enough. The only thing is obviously injury. Uh, I know. Have you seen La Liga have moved Real Madrid's game? Yeah, to the Friday. Friday. I mean, I know they can't. It's not like the Spanish fucking institutions to bend over for Real Madrid. Okay, now that doesn't happen very often. No, I don't think it's ever happened on record at all. Yeah, no, no, no. Banks and, and people, stuff, like, notoriously. The People's Club. Yeah, 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 People's Club. Definitely not the club of, you know, violent dictators or... No. People of that ilk. No. 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 I mean, it's, 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 it's probably a good thing for La Liga to do. I understand why they're doing it. Um, but, you know, as if Real Madrid, of all teams, haven't wrapped the league up. Like, Real Madrid can just put a fucking team of under twenty three is out for that game. It doesn't really matter like that to play on Friday. They didn't on against Cadiz. Like they they did rotate a lot of players, don't get me wrong. But just look at the team. I was surprised at some of the names in it. Um let's get the lineup up. Ed Nazard, I didn't realise he existed. So you've got Casemiro and Cruz both played. Um Ed Militao, who's probably gonna start um, in the final he played uh, Rodrigo he started I know that's to be expected uh, as you said Hazard came on oh, god he's just going to have a he's going to have a right comeback isn't he no Sunday after doing absolutely nothing Danny Carvajal came on you know so it's not been total rotation uh, Carvajal played half an hour 
So, but I just look at the names in that squad and they don't. I'm not going to talk about the final, but as you say, them rotating isn't going to make a difference, really. I still don't think they're strong enough. But um. yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It bothers me earlier in the competition when there's more kind of congestion than that. But regardless, you're getting a week of rest before the final anyway. So yeah. it honestly doesn't bother me one bit. And one week, one week benefits us more than two. Uh, yeah. Seen, I think that Tottenham final was the worst game of football I've ever seen. Plus, I really don't. I don't have any issues with, you know, actually having things to play for and, you know, being competitive and stuff like that. I, you know, I do think that as much as of, I mean, we're going to get a week's rest regardless, but you know, having too much rest and actually being at that kind of... There's a fine balance between rest and having to be at a certain level competitively, I think. Um, which might explain why, you know, Bayern Munich seem to have these sporadic spells where one year they're so completely dominant across the board and then next year they you know, get knocked out in the quarterfinals and stuff like that. Same for PSG. Um... You know, I think there's a bit more to that than meet the eye. It's not necessarily, you know, complete rest is the best option, I think, competitiveness. I mean, obviously, there's a completely unsubstantiated, it could be auto bullshit. <laughs> but um, that's just an uneducated guess and way of looking at it, I guess. Um, but I think it'll benefit us more that we are competitive right up until the very end, to be honest. Unless, obviously, we get injuries, which. I mean, yeah. I won't be starting anyone who played longer than 90 minutes tomorrow in the final. Yeah, the main worry for me was Alisson. I mean, as much as Quivian Kelleher, I trust much more than Alex Adrian and Mignolet. And, Wasn't uh, Alisson just Paris. an impact? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it was completely fine, but, you know, it didn't stop me shit myself at the time. <laughs> yeah, we, everyone who I was watching it with was saying very much the same. But um, but yeah, it's just about keeping people fresh. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna play. I mean, as much as I like Curtis Jones, and you know, we, there has been a correlation between us conceding a lot of goals and him starting the midfield. <laughs> I wouldn't bet against seeing you know a go. I do. Atip, Canate, Simakas, back four. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it is going to be a time to shine for. I to be honest, I think we'll see Origi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Arigi, Arigi, Firmino, and I don't know. Yeah, God knows what we're gonna see tomorrow. Um, I think Maybe. he's already, he's he, Klopp's already kind of hinted at widespread changes in his press conference today. So I think it is gonna be a. And it's worth it. What it's the worth fuck? Kind of like, I mean, it's just a game that we got to get through. That's probably the best thing, as well as not losing the the title and goal difference, which would be a fucking punch in the gut. Mm. Um, not having to beat them 9-0 <laughs> tomorrow yeah. is obviously a bit of a... The a scruffiest 1-0s will do for me. Yeah, I would rather be wholly reliant on, on Aston Villa. Um, but obviously, as you said, this is going to be Southampton's final, and then we've got... Another bloody final on Sunday. Yeah, 
well, both teams are through, have gone through the floor, haven't they? Really, Southampton and Wolves. They're they're both done. I think Wolves can't get Europe anymore, so that takes away a little bit of jeopardy for us. I mean, I know we've been talking about. I've made the point that um, there's nothing to lose on the final day, sort of thing. So I'm kind of contradicting, but it's not like Wolves have something to win, which is obviously they're five points off seventh, so. They are firmly in eighth place. And and Southampton, they can't finish lower than 15th, 16th. Some of their, I mean, their form is horrendous. Um, So I'm not overly worried. I'm not overly thinking it's going to be completely vile on our side of things. Uh, it all just hinges on Villa, I think, and... It's how long they can keep them at nil nil for or nick one. I certainly trust them to stay, keep a, a one nil lead more than Brighton did under Chris Hewton a few years ago. Um, but on another day, City win it five nil. So it's just it's it's whatever happens on Sunday. And as I said, I'll be enjoying it more than um, dreading it at the time. I'll be you'll know in the back of your mind you've still got Paris to go potential treble if it's not going well that's something to obviously look forward to it's been a really good season obviously everyone was talking about um could we bounce back from a pretty disastrous season which we still finished third in um and we have so i think any long uh term concerns about where this liverpool team is going um have obviously been put to bed we'll probably announce some signing on the the monday if it does if we don't win it our value will probably be announced and then too many probably after the Madrid game. So I'll have all that to look forward to. So it's just, it's it's a great time. Don't, if you're at Anfield, you just enjoy it. You support the team. Big game on Sunday. If it goes well, amazing. If it doesn't, we've done a, a fabulous job of, of getting to the position we're in. You were the here first. Fabulous mm. job. Fabulous job. Well, yeah, I mean, now that we've got actually the the title race, the potential quadruple talk out of the way, we can probably move on to the most important thing in football, which is transfers. Yay! Yeah. Um, and Kylian Mbappe is once again on the lips of French journalists getting linked with the Reds. Obviously never going to happen in a million years, but it's good to see <laughs> us kind of thrown in that particular race, to be honest. It's good to see us as a destination, well, a potential destination anyway for what who is going to be the best player in the world, let's be completely honest. Yeah. I am surprised he's not sealed that move to Madrid yet, though. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently it's an image rights issue, which is a similar issue that's actually holding back the Mohamed Salah contract talks as well. So, yeah. Um, image rights is a hot topic, I guess, in the world of footballers at the minute. I don't really know what it embodies. I guess it's just club views and Yeah, I, I just think it's players' images and stuff like what, that. I think it's one of those things that it's an issue for a bit, but anyone who wants the deal to happen um quickly finds a solution. Um yeah. I mean Mbappe's been a bit funny about it because he's been a bit funny about the French FA using his image. With some of their sponsors as well. I think they're sponsored by some 
fast food um, conglomerates and stuff like that who disproportionately uses images compared to the rest of the French squad, which is completely understandable as he is Kylian Mbappe. But uh, yeah, he seemed <clears throat> a bit pissed off. Apparently he wants a portion of whatever image rights the FFP um, use and will donate it to charity, which is quite a nice move, um, to be fair. Um, but yeah, apparently that's what's holding back. I mean, a hundred million pounds signing bonus, well, hundred million euro signing bonus is fucking awful fucking as that sounds. Nuts. At the end of the day, is not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, that's something that we've paid before, but it. I mean, could you could you justify completely shattering the glass ceiling of the clubs? Wage structure for Kylian Mbappe and not doing it for Mo Salah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That was Just look at age. Yeah, I mean age. I think I think it could be pretty easier to digest for the likes of Van Dyke and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, he he's is, not really he an is, age mate and stuff like that. Yeah, he is the net he is a Ballon d'Or winner times three or four. Yeah. In the making. You yeah. you pay for those players. Um, I think Salah obviously has lost all his. Um, oh yeah, leverage. That leverage is gone. Gone. Like, and he's it, he's probably desperate for us to keep the wind the talks going now. Feel like uh, he's alien. Well, I don't think he necessarily is alienated the fans. I think Rami Abbas. We all know who has the yeah twat. Sorry, I hate that man. Um, Rami Abbas has certainly alienated the fans towards his clients, which isn't. But I'm looking just... at if I'm Salah, I'm looking at him and thinking, "What have you done? What have you done?" Well, because it just could... puts pressure on Salah to perform, doesn't it? Like, yeah. but you can it... take it. You can take it if it's behind closed doors and and what have you. But the the snide stuff on Twitter just it just rubs people up the wrong way. And That's a clap as well of all people. Yeah, just all don't people. do it. Everything gets back to the man. We all know he's got his burner account out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> we all know Klopp's got his burner account out there somewhere. Yeah, so that is... If I'm Mo Salah, I'm really tempted to look elsewhere, which won't happen, but because he seems very Ali. loved up with him. Um, yeah, I mean, the only alternative... Uh, I mean, it could just be a straight swap out with Salah for Mbappe, to be honest. If yeah, anything. We're still doing that. Um, I mean, well, if that's the only guy I think PSG will be looking at to replace him. And it's probably the only guy we'd be looking at to replace Salah. <laughs> Bizarrely. Um, but, yeah, I think I think we'll likely get you many over the line. It seems as though Real Madrid have put all of their eggs in the Mbappe basket for the summer. Hey, um, they can have him if they give us Mbappe. I'll drive him there myself. Yeah, I mean, it'll be good to have them both. <laughs> yeah. But, you played. You have played too much football manager. Well, I mean, as I said on Twitter yesterday, we are playing football manager in real life. I mean, that those um, links in the Sunday mirror was for Vieira from Porto. Um, some kind of twelve million pound release clause. I don't know how true that is. Um, well, we all know Julian Ward loves his um, 
Portugal connections, doesn't it? Well, double dipping and stuff like that. I mean, we've got a good relationship with Porto through as the Diaz said, deal. As you said, um, somehow, somehow we have a good relationship after we dunk on them in Europe every season. Dunk on them in Europe. Offloaded hey, Marco Grujic and dragged away the best player halfway through the season. But, you know, yeah, we still got a good relationship with them. That is they're, some they're, politics. They're only, in, they're only in the Champions League because of us. We paid well, yeah. their financial fair Pretty play bill. Yeah. yeah. I can't see them. I can't see Daniel Levy fronting the money for their FFP no. bill early. Can you? To be no. honest. Um, that doesn't I seem think... like the kind of big brain thinking that Daniel Levy is capable of. Daniel Levy's big brain thinking only seems to benefit Daniel Levy and Tottenham Hotspur, which is understandable in one regard, but in others, you never know what's down the road. And his nose off spite his face a lot. Opportunities like this present themselves where Liverpool can be at the front of the queue for another top talent from Porto. I mean, I don't even know if it's any good to be honest, but to be honest, we, we, we do seem to have this knack of like tapping into nations like. Portugal shot uh, Diaz to some extent and, and this kid potentially from, from Porto, but you've also got, you know, Canate and Chiuameni potentially from France. Yeah. Um, it is pretty interesting the way we do that. Um, but obviously you've also got Calvin Ramsey as well. I mean, how on earth we're going to sign the only lad in Scotland called Calvin? <laughs> I don't know. How on earth he's a, ended up being a professional footballer? I don't know, but I guess, we, I mean, we've we sat here on the pod in the past with Robertson and wondered how on earth they produced so many left-backs with Aaron Hickey as well and Kieran Tierney. And it actually looks as though they've managed to produce a right-sided full-back as well. And obviously the Reds are there too. I'm half expecting it to be left-footed though. Just report, yeah, yeah <laughs> get, get, like that Cancelo role on the right. Yeah. I mean, Trent pretty much plays on, on his right side anyway at the minute, so I don't see why not. But, uh, but yeah, I thought we can just get on to transfers quickly because there has been these kind of Mbappe links heating up and we are, you know, coming to the end of the season now. Once we go on a bit of a... We'll probably go on a bit of a hiatus over the summer because I don't think there'll be that much to bloody report with no World Cup this year either in the summer. We, sh- we should be due a World Cup in a month. How fucking heartbreaking is that? Yeah, but it, whilst I'm restarting work in September after some holidays, going into a World Cup winter is actually quite a nice feeling as well. Yeah, no, but like, I, I, I work through the summer, so you know, I've got to be selfish here, Josh. Well, yeah, I've, I think I've made the personal decision as well. I highly doubt I'm even going to attempt to make Paris. Um, um, I think I'm. I'm all eggs in the hope we win and go to the World Club Cup. Yeah. Where's that? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Don't even know when it is. I want to say Japan, but I don't think it is Japan. I think, well, when Seattle Sounders won the uh, CONCACAF Champions League the other week, um, the head of soccer, Gareth Lagaway, was questioned about um, obviously a big part of the incentive of winning it for them is using it not just as... He, he seemed more asked than the fact that he was going to the Club World Cup then winning their Champions yeah, League the actual, for the first yeah. ever time. Like, they're the first MLS to win it since it's been rebranded. And he was more asked about playing Real Madrid or Liverpool in the Club World Cup. Um, and 
he got asked a question and he said something along the lines of, we don't even know when, probably February-ish, and probably in the Middle East. So I'm assuming it's going to be Abu Dhabi again. Well, so we've had UAE, UAE, Qatar, Qatar, UAE. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be Dubai again. So, Which... It's going to be a bit grim because I think it, you could actually struggle for a ticket if it's in yeah. if it's in Dubai because fuck me, Scouts would love going to Dubai, man. Price is not in China, to be honest. Turkey teeth all over the shop. China okay. was due to... Um, They're hosting a new one, aren't they? That, well, they were due to host a new one. They were also due to host the Asia Cup, which they've given up. So yeah. Japan could be an option, but Japan... Are pretty stringent COVID restrictions during the Olympics, if you remember. So, don't know how viable they are. Um, so unless fucking Qatar dump up some money. Oh, Japan! Japan were meant to do it last time, didn't? Weren't they? And they got moved. The UAE. Just reading about it. Japan held it. God knows how many times in the mid two thousands and stuff. It's when we got beat by Sao Paulo. Yeah. In two thousand six. Yeah, but to be honest, for me personally, um as a Seattle sports fan and a Liverpool fan, seeing Seattle Sounders against Liverpool would be pretty pretty special. Even if it was the Seattle Seahawks that got me into Seattle sports particularly, but um that is that that is the Mark Krasner Derby. Yeah. Um He'd be the happiest man on earth if it was. Um, I think. I think he would. Like, I don't even. I don't even know. I, he tweeted that he doesn't even know who he'd support. Um, Football's the winner. I think it'll be Liverpool. I think. I think you know what? I, yeah. I he's know. not I even going to be living in Seattle anymore soon, so he's moving. So. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. He's. I think. I think he's moving to Minnesota. Mm, nice probably. place, Minnesota. I don't oh. know. It just reminds me of Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, the Mark Krasnodarby is going to be on, and I will be there hopefully if we can get past Madrid. But yeah, the them tickets are just absolutely absurd. Like once I was out of the UE for ballot, it was game over for me. I'm yeah, I just, it's just ridiculous. The the um the makeup of the ground. I still every year, every year, and nothing has done about it. New I Asia. checked. I checked um, yesterday, and the tickets were three thousand quid, and that was the Real Madrid end as well, which I would be happy to do. But love that stat, by the way, that we've only ever played teams in white in the European Cup final. We've never played ah. any other club. Yeah, and we've, we've always played... won. Hang we've on, red. we played Bruce, didn't we? Yeah, Were they, they wear white? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you meant, like, their main colour was white. No, but as in the actual shirts on the day. Ah, uh, right. Because obviously so. Milan played in white as well, didn't they? In 05. Yeah. Or oh, Brugge. Actually, I found out that's how they pronounced it when I when went over there. Brugge. I always thought it was it's like It's like the um, De Bruyne pronunciation, isn't it? Yeah. No, De Bruyne, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, when we went over there, it was just me and Amy getting the guy to tour by ourselves. And, like, the guy was, to, like, I was like, I, I, you know, I know we beat us, but, like, I, I, I weren't alive. 
<laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're a big fan of this and that. I was like, yeah, listen, I, I, I've seen highlights and stuff like that. Like, I, I know it vaguely, <laughs> but like, um, I, I think I was like 22 at the time. Like, I don't know. And it's, it's funny enough, his son's been United fans as well, and he played United in the Champions League the year after. Oh, really? So every time I, every time I see Brugge, I always think of him. Nice fella. But yeah, so Club World Cup is the one for me. Have you seen where the Super Cup is as well? If if we get there, no. Fucking Helsinki. Oh. Thirty-five thousand seats of state. Can you imagine if Liverpool and Rangers play? Oh Jesus. Mate, there'll be about two hundred thousand Brits in Helsinki. Yeah. Like it'll be outrageous. Like, that is. Oh, the Helsinki tourist board are just not going to watch the Europa League final. On I'm, well, even if it's Frankfurt, though, Frankfurt took 50,000 to Barcelona. Like, yeah. It's it's going to be ridiculous. I, listen, I, I completely understand the logic of, you know, these places do need the, the cup finals. Like, but it, it's... The, the, the clubs are too big, man. The, the cities can't hold it. Like, the stadiums won't be able to hold it. It'll be mayhem. Absolutely mayhem. Like they need to be taking this into consideration. You look at the you look at the conference league as well. Like the the clubs that have got to the conference league final have essentially had to treat the semi final like the final because yeah. they just won't get enough tickets. Because it, it's Roma. Who is it? It's Roma against Feyenoord. Feyenoord, like man, that's that's big, gonna be big huge. Clubs. Big clubs. Yeah, massive, massive clubs. Like where's that uh, being hosted? Who's hosting that one? I don't know. I think Estonia off the top of my head, but I might be wrong. They've really gone for the um, uh, the uh, like smaller nations, which is nice. I like it as you said. No, it's nice. It's nice for them to get it. I get it. it but yeah, it's not always the best way. But you've got to you've got to see. You know, it's how the do you know, arena. Tirana. Where's Tirana? Oh, it's in Albania. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They built a new national stadium. It's tiny. It's a nice stadium. It's tiny though. I think you, UEFA's thinking is how do you know it's not going to work if we don't try it? Um, hey, listen, I would have much preferred the final this year to be in St. Petersburg, but Vladimir Putin decided to be a dickhead, so... <laughs> you know... I think I think Finland hosted a Super Cup's quite nice. Because as as much as we won... As, as much as we won in Madrid, like, that, that trip to Kiev and, and Kiev as a whole thing mm. will live with me forever, like... That felt to me like what it was all about, um, but it seems as though like I don't know. I guess cronyism and all this bollocks is going to probably put the end to that. I mean, especially if they they, they do this fucking week long semi final final bollocks that they're talking about yeah, as well. It, and that is bollocks. Utter, utter bollocks. Have an idea. It is just kind of we are like opportunism at its. Finest. I, 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 yeah, I, I feel like as football fans, we're, we're just kind of walking with our heads in the air, like whistling, do, 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 and then like we get these like reminders out of like the blue of how fucking scum, like rampant capitalists and fucking. <laughs> but it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID and them actually having to do it, and it'll be some sort of bullshit pay per view thing as well. Oh no, I can't. I just. You wait for you wait for the good 
even when they, they, they took the away goals out, like, like, you, you see Rodrigo's second goal against City at the Bernabeu. How good would uh, that have been as a moment if if that was it? That that game was over. Because they yeah. would have went through. If away goals counted, they would have went through. Mm. Like, it just ruined, it completely ruined it because then we had 30 minutes of extra time that was 50 minutes of the ball actually being in play. Yeah. Uh, and, and they ended up going through anyway. Like, it, it, I, I don't know why. They, they seem to have it in the bed that, that Gen, Gen Xs and stuff like this just don't don't have the attention span for football. Like, your competition is the NBA, which has seven games in the playoff series. The NFL, which lasts for, what, four or five months a year? Mm. If that, I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's that long. And that's it. That, that is their only competition. And yeah, they they still, for whatever reason, even though they have the market completely cornered, um, what more for themselves? I mean, we we try to avoid the the, the Tory rant. Yeah, after the the um, the national anthem bollocks over the weekend, and then we ended up just ranting about UEFA and FIFA. <laughs> But I, do you know what? There'd be some, there'd be some sort of goodwill if they hadn't just painted themselves as the saviour of modern football to only then basically this, this sneak in the Super League. As as soon as Nasser Al Khalifi kind of sneaked into being the head of the ECF in the wake yeah. of the Super well, League, they've always wanted. They've always wanted a Super League. They just didn't like the fact it wasn't their idea. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and. You know, as Sheffield was was desperate to point out to to Klopp and Liverpool, it seemed like clubs get what was it ninety three point x of the, the the revenue of the Champions League as they fucking should. Like they're the reason yeah. people are watching it. Like UEFA aren't the reason people. UEFA are just a, a fucking vessel. That they're a they're a holding company, aren't they? They're a, they're a brand. Yeah. Like like, be happy. You are having the, this opportunity because the Super League proved these clubs can just fuck off if they want to yeah and next time they will yeah they probably will and I don't think people will be as sympathetic I mean listen the, the Super League was a stupid fucking idea it was stupidly implemented I didn't agree with it one bit like this isn't me like pushing pro Super League stuff but it's like it, it's who's the lesser of two evils here mm. like who is the lesser of two evils here? Is it Florentino Perez or is it Alexander Sheffrin? Uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, like, at the end of the day, you're kind of just stuck between the rock and the hard place as a football fan, as ever. Um, But yeah, anyway, we can get into predictions away from dark things. and. Well, we've done Southampton. In- into the light. We haven't done Southampton. Yeah, oh, you yeah, did we have. Shit, yeah, we did. I said five 0 didn't I? You said five 0 Can I take this back? Yeah, we can. We can do our. <laughs> can I revise it? <laughs> updated predictions now. Yeah, because I went expecting to actually not do anything. Win. Yeah. So, um, also with goal scorers, Jesus, I don't even know who to play. Who to do? I will say two 0 Jota. I'm going to say 2-1. Um, do you know what? Fuck it. Divock Origi. 
And then Wolves. Then you like the way he moves. Uh, Wolves, I will go. Um, three nil. Same. And I will go. Ooh, who will I go? I've got Mane. I'll go Matip. Wow. Love it. Absolutely. Or, you know, the default RCB. <laughs> RCB, yeah. yeah. I'll put RCB because I just don't know who's going to start that game. Who the fuck is that? Who Good do you body. play against? Who, but it's basically who Klopp wants against Benzema isn't going to play. Yeah, which might be Matip. So it might be really? I think it's going to be the other way around. Mm. I don't know. I, I, think I don't Benzema's... want to think about that game. I don't want to think about that game right now. Benzema can be a bit clever and Canati can be a bit rash yeah. at times. So who knows? Well, anyway, hope um hope that was a bit of a sprinkle on top of your post FA Cup win fix um, as ever if you can leave a positive rating wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe recommend us to your pals share us on Twitter all that bollocks it is much appreciated um, we'll speak to Shane about potentially getting them back on dragging them out of the realities of fatherhood for a couple of hours at the end of the season for the end of season awards. Oh which yeah. We haven't done in a couple of years, which is The only awards that matter. The only awards that matter. The only league that matters is our particular league and the only awards that matter are our end of season awards. Um you know we'll have the crypto.com award and stuff like that because I'm sure <laughs> Shane. The fucking lunar award. <laughs> um but yeah we'll um We'll get to fucking coming up with some ideas like we are Don Draper and his boys in a smoke-filled room on Mad Ave um, in our group chat. But yeah, up until next Monday when Liverpool could, oh. could Josh, could, <laughs> could. the domestic treble. Premier League and champions. Premier League champions equaling Manchester United's 20th league title. Woof. In the words of James Richardson, woof. <laughs> but yeah, until next time. It's been emotional. We go again.